you like that song? I do. I'm kind of tired of it. Ever since I heard that they, like, every t- contestant sang it for, for the judges, I kind of got burnt out on it. Every contest- contestant for who judges? What show is this on? Um, American Idol. American Idol. Is that still on? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I heard that. I heard some someone had said that they had all the contestants had sang Watermelon Sugar High, and they were just like, oh, please don't sing that one more time. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah. I know about that. Okay. Um, a, a sad note to bring up here. Michael Jackson died. Okay. Not the Michael Jackson you think of because he's did, been dead for a while, but Michael Jackson, the talk show host. Did you know? Do you know who I'm talking about? I do not. Michael Jackson is a interesting guy who was credited as being probably one of the very first super popular national talk show hosts, and this is going back into geez, probably the the late 70s, early 80s. I mean, before Rush Limbaugh was around and before a lot of other people were around. And he was based out of Los Angeles at KABC. And what was interesting about him was, matter of fact, he was he was three, th- 30 years on KABC in Los Angeles. Died at the age of 87 Sunday. Had a long oh, battle so with sorry. Parkinson's disease. He was born in England. And then his uh, parents moved to South Africa uh, matter of fact, his father was in uh, was a Royal Air Force navigator during World War II. They moved to South Africa, where he started his radio career as a disc jockey. Then he moved to San Francisco. He DJed at KYA and KEWB. He didn't like playing music, so he was working the night shift at KEWB, and he started letting people call and getting him on the air. So that started him in his in his his talk show career. And what was interesting about him was he had this wonderful voice. And he had a friendly voice. He was one of the kind of guys, when you heard him on the radio, he was in St. Louis for a while, and I believe in the old KXOK, and he was had such an engaging, friendly voice. And he would never ambush interview anybody. He would, he would ask them tough questions, but he would never say, I saw you downtown last night with another woman. What were you doing? You're a married man. He would never do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, you know who that reminds me of? Larry King? You. No. I don't know. You, you're not like that. Well, I well, I saw you last night with another man down on Main Street in St. Charles. Who was that? <laughs> Not like that. That would have been my doctor because <laughs> I was sicker than the dog. <laughs> anyway, um, he and what was interesting was, this is sort of inside baseball kind of stuff. There's some people that don't want to come into the studio. If you interview them in radio, they want to be on the phone. And now they want to be on a Zoom call. But yes. what's interesting, throughout his career, there were people that purposely, that he would interview, not people from Los Angeles, but people all for all over the country, who would fly into Los Angeles to do a radio interview with Michael Jackson because they wanted to be in the studio with him because he was that kind of a guy, you know? And I remember... People he, do that because they want to be in our studio. <laughs> right. Yeah, people won't... They do. People won't drive from, from North County to South County to be in our studio. Yes, they <laughs> They won't drive from St. Peter's to O'Fallon, you know, where, the, where there's a common border between the two. Now, anyway... Because uh, we have a new studio, everyone. Right. It's in St. Peter's, and people from O'Fallon won't come in there. Anyway, that's a whole new story. Anyway, Stop it. he died at the age of 87. 
and he started uh matter of fact uh he worked at he worked at dj at khj which is a legendary station and then he worked at a bunch of stations in la before he ended up on on kabc in uh he left kabc in 1998 so he worked till 2007 which would have meant he would have been let's do the math he died 87 so knocked 10 years off that would have been 77 he worked till he was about 72 or 73 years old and then he finally retired a life well lived yeah. and a God well served. Well, and one of those guys that I don't think ever got enough respect in our industry because everybody talks about Howard Stern and, you know, and Rush Limbaugh. And, you know, nothing against that. They're, you know, uh, Howard Stern is still doing it, although he's only working two days a week and takes the summers off, but that's a whole other story. But uh, obviously, is he a teacher? <laughs> he wishes he was a teacher. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he doesn't go to he doesn't go in the studio anymore. He's got a studio in his house. He never goes in the studio anymore. They, they, See, here, I'm just the opposite. Here they get me out of the house. Here they built a studio farm. Uh, you know, uh, fancy schmancy Sirius XM studio. Not he's number one. Doesn't even want to go there anymore. He just wants to sit in home and do his show. You know, and once again, I heard a couple of radio dudes talking about this the other day. Ten years ago, we couldn't do that. Now you can be anywhere in the world and do your radio show and sound like you're on the air. I mean, incredible how things have changed. Okay, anyway, it is. sad for Michael Jackson. I like I said, I I I know when he was Rest on. Rest in peace. Well, sir. I loved listening to him here in St. Louis because he was one of those guys. He was an excellent interviewer, and that's a real art. There are people like, for example, I won't mention who it is, but he was on ninety-seven-one. Now he's on the 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 refugee station. That he can't ask a question. He would do like he does like this. You know, he the way he should say say. Hey, Shelly, are you feeling okay this morning? Okay, and you would say, eh, I'm 85%, right? Okay, let's do that. Shelly, you feeling okay this morning? Yeah, I'm 85%. Okay, here's how he, he, he'd do the question. Shelly, you know, I understand that you've been sick, and, you know, boy, there's a lot of that sickness going around. You know, my uncle was sick last week, and before that, my, my daughter, oh, man, she had a terrible fever. And guy down the street, his dog got sick, and, and a couple people that live right near me, their, their fish in their aquarium got sick. Hey, Shelly, are you sick? See the difference? <laughs> Does he want me to pet his belly? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's once again, sometimes the best questions are are like like for example, they were I, I God, I, I you're gonna think I'm turning into Mr. Radio Super Nerd yesterday, but I was listening to ESPN. And they were talking about, they had Chris Kerber on. You know, he's the voice of the blues. And they were talking about right. interviews. And they talk about some of the classic screw-ups in sports interviews. And they told the story about how, I can't remember who it was, one of the radio stations sent down an intern to interview one of the blues players because they didn't have one of their regular reporters wasn't available. So they sent an intern. And this was the seventh game of the Stanley Cup. And the Blues had lost. I think that's the way it was. I think it was involved Chris Pronger. That's how the story came up. And the intern went up. So in other words, they just lost in the seventh game of the Stanley Cup. And and the the season's over. The Blues lost. The other team won the Stanley Cup. And this reporter goes into the locker room and goes up to Chris Kerber with a microphone and said, Hey, do you still have a chance at the Stanley Cup? <laughs> Can you imagine the reaction to the player? They've just lost in the seventh game of the Stanley Cup, and some Cub reporter comes up to them and asks them if they still have a chance in the Stanley Cup. You Shaking know. my head, brother. <laughs> right, right. And they talked about Chris Pronger 
that when that he was that he was a tough interview. If you asked him stupid questions, he would either give a stupid answer or he'd just turn around and walk away from you, and he wouldn't answer the question. That happens to me a lot. But if you asked him a good question, you couldn't shut him up. He would give you a very in-depth and reasoned answer. And once again, you got the guys on radio. You know, Howard Stern is an excellent inter- excellent interviewer. Uh, you know, Larry King. Larry King was very good at it. I mean. The guy who I still think is one of the all-time best interviewers is is Joe Rogan on his podcast. I mean, he asks questions. You think we could get him on podcaster? No, he's almost why a, he's almost impossible to talk to. You know, he's one of those people that's got like now that he's where he's at, he's got fourteen levels you got to go through to even talk to the guy. You know, I mean, it's just to the point where you can never talk to him. You know, he's got he's his people have people and his people have people have people. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, it's I do. One of those things where although I have to tell you an interesting story. I got one of these. Oh, I'm trying to keep track of what I'm talking about here. I got another email last night from a young artist. Remember how Harlow sent me an email? We played uh-huh. a song for yes, like six I months. Do. I got an email. Let me look this up last night. Where was it? I saved it. Let me go. Let me go to my saved uh, flag messages. There it is right there. Her name is Amy Lenson, L-E-N-S-S-O-N. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. I think this is a scam. But here's her here's her, her her opening line on her email. Brad, I'm a pop artist that listens to you and enjoys Westplex 1071. If you're the person responsible for what music gets on the station, I just want to know that you're doing a great job. Stroke, stroke, stroke. The songs really speak to me perfectly no matter what I'm going through. I've got some songs I'm working on in my heart and my team and I could use your expertise and ability to help us refine the direction we are taking these with these songs. You can take a listen here. And she's got a link to a SoundCloud. So I listened. I really like the song. It's called... So are you going to play it? Well, I sent her an email and I want to try to get her on the air because it's really a good song. Now, what's interesting is I have never heard of this site before. Okay? Once again, me and YouTube. I, I'm fascinated by YouTube. So I go and I, I Google her. So... And I just put in her name, you know, I just, Amy, and it's spelled A-M-Y-L-E-N-N-S-O-N, okay? And I get, I can't type right, and I, I do it again. And I get a couple different things, and I get a YouTube video of her that's on a channel called Cakes and Eclairs. And I go, what the hell is Cakes and Eclairs, okay? Okay, Cakes and Eclairs is some site where all they do is they put up lyric videos. They take, and her video is right there. It's called Don't Care Lyrics. Now, so far it's got 568,000 likes. So she's got half a million, over half a million likes. Oh, good for her. Now, what I'm looking at is, here. You like the sound of that? I do. Okay, it's songs. I think it's a really well done song, okay? I got to edit that out when I put the podcast up, or the podcast Nazis will turn our podcast off. Anyway, uh, so I look at this Cakes and Eclairs, and it says they have 3.22 million subscribers, and there's all all these all lyric songs. Here's Dua Lipa, Break My Heart, Emma Louise, Little Mix, Madonna, uh, Mia Barron, people I've never heard of before. James Young. There's some stars on here: Justin Bieber, uh, Boy with You, Boy with UK. CK, Lisa Money, stuff like that. So I go to my favorite new site, and I'm thinking to myself, who's doing this? 
And I'm going like, so I go to Starstat. Remember, you know, I, I this is the one where I go to and I find out how much people are making, okay? Starstat.yt, whatever YT is. The smartest woman in the world told us about that. And I, I put in cakes and... So did you look up you? No, I, I don't even rank. What are you talking about? Here, wait, wait till I give you this one. Cakes and eclairs. All they do is they do they do music videos, okay? Are they li- lyric videos, okay? Cakes and eclairs. Net worth of this YouTube channel, 9559000 on a Wow. On a daily basis, they make average $14,000 a day on their YouTube channel. Weekly average, 98000 In a year, $3.9 million. And for the last couple of days, 18th of January, yesterday they did 22000 17th of January, 18000 16th of January, 17000 15th of January, 17000 14th of January, 20000 Shelly, what are we doing doing a stupid radio show? Let's put up like a lyric video YouTube channel and we'll just we live should. like kings and queens, you know? Yes, we should. So anyway, I sent her an email. Haven't heard back from her, and I want to try to get her because I listen to the song. And quite honestly, I'm you know the, here's here's what I what I do. I said did the same thing with Harlow. I sent her an email. I said I really like the song. Can you save me a wave file? Because typically when you put something on YouTube, they do MP4s. Well, it's not the best quality. I mean, I, and we're sort of I'm sort of a freak about that. I don't even like you MP3s. Are. You I like, always have been. I like the wave files because they're the best. You know, that's the highest definition you can get. I mean, some people argue, well, oh, no, it's not. It's your blah, blah. Hey, trust me. As far as I'm concerned, it's the highest definition. So we'll see if she responds back and then she sends me a wave file and I'll play the song. It's called "Don't Care" by. Uh, by, what did I say, Amy? I can't remember. Isn't that terrible? You know, it's it's really funny. So you're playing these songs and you're giving them playola. So I'm doing what to them? No, I'm not. Big, I'm not going to playola. Are they going to start charging you? Yeah, that's the whole problem with what's going on in the radio business now. Is that we promote a song and we do it for free. And then the record company comes back. Well, you already have to pay, you know, ASCAP and BMI and CSAP yes, for the yes. whatever this do. But then they want you to pay a performance royalty as well, too. So I say there's a rule, there's a law in the FCC rules and regulations say you can't do what they call payload plug all. Payload is if somebody calls you up and say, hey, I got this record. And if you pay it, play it 10 times a day, I'll give you 100 bucks. That's illegal. Can't do that. I say let the FCC get rid of the payload and plug all rules. And just say to the record companies, okay, fine. You want to charge us performance royalties? Here's what. We're not going to play your music until you pay us to play. Just like the commercials on our radio station. People pay us to play those commercials. You pay us to play the music, and we'll play your music. But that'll never hmm. happen. It'll That's never, interesting. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Trust what me. What makes you think that? Oh, trust me. It'll never happen. I just know. Okay. Okay. We got to go. It's got to take a break. It's 646. Little breaky break.